My brothers and sisters in the Lord, I had an appointment with an individual this week who shared a little story with me, and he said I was welcome to share it with you. He had been in the hospital for over two weeks, fighting an illness. And during that period of time of being in the hospital and all the tests that they run, and the doctor knows what's wrong and doesn't know what's wrong, he said after a while he became somewhat despondent. He became a little anxious and even a little depressed. And he remembers one night being in the hospital and having these feelings that he just had to see someone, he had to touch someone, he just had to experience the presence of another person. And it was very late at night and so he left his room and he began to walk down the hall of the hospital. At that particular period of time, the nurses were busy with other patients. And so as he was walking down the hall, he saw a big, burly security guard coming down from the other way. And so he walked up to the security guard, he looked at him and he said, Sir, could you give me a hug? To which the security guard just smiled and he said, Absolutely. And he gave the man a hug and he said that made all the difference in the world. My brothers and sisters, have you ever had a time in your life where all you needed was a hug? In the Gospel today, we have this wonderful story of Jesus' encounter with the leper. And the leper, noticing Jesus, comes before him, kneels down, prostrates before him, and he says, If you wish, you can make me clean. You can heal me. And notice what the evangelist writes. Jesus stretched out his hand and he touched the leper. Now, my brothers and sisters, for many of us, you may say that's a very insignificant act. But for that leper, that was a very significant act. Because no one touched a leper. As we heard in our first reading, no one touched a leper. One in Jewish law, if you touched a leper, you were considered ritually unclean. For anyone who's ever seen pictures or actually experienced someone with leprosy, the skin begins to petrify. And so it's not a very pleasant sight. Lepers were cast out from the community, left on their own. No one touched a leper, but Jesus did. And that's very important, my brothers and sisters, for us to see that and to recognize that. Because I think from this gospel today, we can discern three very specific spiritual principles for our own daily life. And the first one I want to offer you is this. Christ gives us individually what we really need in the manner in which we need it. Christ gives us individually what we really need in the manner in which we need it. That man who had the leprosy, he needed to have the human touch. But in the course of the gospel, Jesus heals individuals many other ways. You remember the blind man in which he takes the moistened clay and places it on his eyes. In other instances, Jesus just speaks a word and the person is healed. You remember the paralyzed man what does Jesus say to him? Your sins are forgiven. And the man got off that mat and walked. 
a very spiritual significance. That man was being held captive and in bondage by his own sinfulness and needed to be set free by the forgiveness that only Jesus can give. The Lord always gives us what we need individually in the manner in which we need it. We think about how we come every Sunday around this altar of our God to worship the Lord, to give thanksgiving to God, to receive His body, blood, soul, and divinity as food for the journey, as strength for the journey as we continue on the pilgrim way. But even as we gather for worship, there are different things that speak more profoundly to different people. For some individuals, it is the music that speaks very profoundly. For some individuals, it is the worship space, it is the church, the beauty, the architecture, the art that lifts the spirits to God. For one or two of you, it may be something that I say that helps you along the journey. But you see, my friends, for each of us, it may look a little different. God always gives us what we need in the manner in which we need it. There's a cute little story about two traveling angels. And the two traveling angels were on their journey and for the first night they came to a wealthy family's home. And the wealthy family, they welcomed them in but they didn't really want to have anything to do with these two angels. And certainly they felt that they were not worthy enough to stay in the mansion's guest bedroom. So they told the two angels that you can sleep down in the basement. And so the two angels go down into the basement and they're preparing to sleep on the floor and the older angel notices there's a hole in the basement wall and he begins to repair it. Now the younger angel was a little taken aback by it. And he said to the old angel, why are you repairing anything? These people are making us sleep on the floor in the basement. But the wiser, older angels said, things are not always what they appear to be. The next day they continue on their journey and the next night they come to a farmer's house, the farmer and his wife. They didn't have a whole lot, but they did offer them the little food that they had. They didn't have a guest bedroom, but the farmer and his wife offered them their bed and they slept on the floor so they could get a good night's sleep. When they woke up the next morning, the angels heard the farmer and the wife outside. They were crying because during their night, during the night, their cow had died. And the cow was their only means for survival, the milk from the cow that they sold in order to get some income. And the little angel, the younger angel, he was now infuriated. And he looked at the older angel and said, how could you let this happen? These people took care of us. They offered us their food. They gave us their bed. How did you allow their cow to die? And the older angel says, things are not always what they appear to be. He said, you know when we were in that basement and I saw that hole in the wall? That hole when I looked in was filled with all the money and the gold and the jewels that that family had. And because they were so greedy and didn't know how to use it, I filled in the hole. They'll never find it again. Last night, the angel of death came. And he came to the bed and he was looking for the farmer's wife. But I told him 
take the cow instead. Things are not always what they appear to be, my friends, because oftentimes in life, we look at situations and we say to ourselves, why does it seem like those who do so much evil or live their life any kind of way, everything just goes their way? And I try to follow in the footsteps of the Lord and do what is right, and everything seems to go wrong. But you see, my brothers and sisters, God always gives us what we need in the manner in which we need it in order to fulfill his will and his purpose in our life. First principle. Second principle is this. God is always willing to meet every need. Now notice, my friends, I didn't say God is always willing to meet every want. He is willing to meet every need. The leper goes to Jesus. If you wish, you can make me clean. Jesus touches him and he says, I do will it. A very profound statement. I do will it be made clean. The Lord always gives us what we need in order to fulfill his will and his plan in our life. True story. A woman by the name of Alice, or a very young girl, 20 years old, she was in kidney failure. And going to the hospital and to the doctors, they put her on dialysis, but they realized that that was only a temporary fix. She needed a transplant. And so, as you well know, they look for someone that has a similar genetic profile, starting with the family. There were no siblings, so they went to Alice's parents. There was one problem. Alice was adopted. <clears throat> so neither one of those were her biological parents. And so the search began for Alice's biological parents. Now her adopted parents only had a very little piece of information, a first name and a last name, and the town in which Alice was born. And so they went to that town and they tried everything to find Alice's birth mother. They did figure out many years ago that the woman got married and she moved away from the little town. But they came across the parish priest who married her. And the parish priest agreed that he would deliver a letter to this woman from Alice and her adopted parents about the need that was there. And he delivered the letter to a woman by the name of Ruth. And when Ruth received the letter, the tears began to run down her eyes because she had Alice at a very young age, about 16, I believe. And she had no way of supporting a young child. She herself was from an abusive family. Her father was an alcoholic and was very abusive. And so the best option was to give the child up for adoption. But she always wondered what happened to her baby girl. And every day on her birthday, every year on her birthday, she would light a special candle for this little girl wherever she was. And now she received the letter that this child needed her help. Now, Ruth never told her other children now, this is 20 years later, she was married, she had other children, she had never told her other children they had a stepsister. But she made the difficult decision because she knew that was what was right. And the family of children were very supportive of her, and she was able to meet Alice, and she donated a kidney to her. God always gives us 
what we need. We may not see the way, it may not be our way, it may look very different than how we would propose the plan, but he always gives us what we need. Alice needed the kidney. Ruth, she needed to meet her daughter and experience that closure and forgiveness. You see, my brothers and sisters, that's so very important. And the third principle that we can discern from all of this is that our greatest need, our greatest need is the ability to trust God in all things. That is the greatest need that we have, is our ability to trust God in all things. Because if we don't, my friends, that's when things begin to fall apart. The leper in the gospel, he knew that there was no medical cure for leprosy at his time. He had seen other lepers, but he believed in the power and presence of Jesus to heal him. If you wish, you can make me clean. He trusted and he went in faith. My brothers and sisters, that is our greatest need, to be able to trust God and to be able to move forward in faith. That yes, God can heal us. Yes, God can forgive us. Yes, God can find a way even when we cannot find that way. And yes, God will work out all things for good for those who trust in his ways. Do we really believe that, my friends? And if we do, do we live it out? Because you see, my friends, all of us, in one way or another, are the leper in the gospel. All of us come before Jesus, hopefully in faith, and say to him, if you will, you can make me clean. You can find a way. And the Lord Jesus will always meet every need and say to us, I do willing.